0: Welcome to Mind of a Football Coach Podcast. Today we have Coach Brady Grady Breen on the podcast from South Carroll High School. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. I'm
1: uh, glad to be here. You know, just uh surviving chronication uh 2020.
0: Chronication, man. It's, we were just talking before the we started the episode, talking about like if you if you cough in public, people just look at you like what What's wrong? You know, like you have coronavirus. No, man, I have allergies. You know what?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy right now. My uh, so my girlfriend works in healthcare, and she treated a patient who had similar symptoms. She thought it was probably just COPD, but because of it, because of all the symptoms that the guy had, she has to be in self isolation. So she's back at um, the house she grew up in right now. Um, so that's that's a little. Tricky in terms of how close to home it can be, but like, oh wait a minute, this all of a sudden is uh, really close to home. I don't think she has it, but until they get the test back, and the sad <laughs> part is they're they're testing so many things right now that the test is delayed. So uh, just got to play it by ear.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like just the if you sneeze or cough or people look at you especially out in public people look at you like oh my gosh you're giving me like the corona
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, you know and there's there's some wisdom to that and there's also some hysteria I don't know I just I think at the very least we should have a national conversation about anxiety and what is profitable right now um, because us working ourselves into like a fervor about anything isn't profitable but sure. us being aware of things is a problem. I don't know. I could, I could, we could have, a, we could, I could just rant all day about a lot of different things, coach. But that's not what we're here. We're here to talk ball. So let's talk some ball.
0: Let's talk some ball. So the first thing I want to ask you about before we get into like your history, your philosophy, is your Twitter name is Open Cross Plant. Tell me a little bit about that, coach.
1: Okay. So way back in the day. So this is the this is the story of my. And I jokingly say Twitter brand, but, so, a little bit of this brand, but, so, way back in the day, I was a average, um, high school quarterback, or m- maybe, like, a j- just above average high school quarterback in the football hotbed of Vermont, um,
2: <laughs> and
1: now I know it's known for our prestigious NFL pedigree, and that's an absolute joke, but, um, I just I love playing. I was a, I was a well-coached three-year starter. I shouldn't have coached. Those, I shouldn't have played two of those years. I finally figured it out as um, my third year. Um, so graduated. I knew I knew I couldn't play college football just because I had reached my peak as a senior. Like I was. I always say I, I was a uh, homeless man's Kellen Moore, uh, <laughs> but. what I wanted to do is I wanted to network in a way to just kind of get my name out there a little bit more because I knew that I knew more than I played if that makes sense like I could do things like I was seeing the game in a way that other kids weren't seeing but they still might be able to be better than I was Um, so that was twenty. I think 20, either fall of 2011 or spring. No, yeah, fall of 2011. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to start a Twitter, and I'm going to start, like, tweeting about things. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to be clear about this. I'm going to call it open cross-play and I'm going to talk about quarterback play. And that's what I did. And then all of a sudden I went from – I think I had like ten followers for like months, and then you know it's it's just funny to like break down like the social media marketing of it all. I remember calling my dad and be like, "Oh my gosh, dad! I like doubled in a night." And he's like, "How many do you have now?" And I just remember being like so excited about having like a hundred. Um, so yeah, it's <laughs> it, um, back then. The the real story is not even about my Twitter name; it's about what I called myself because I was. Thing I love most about quarterback play is footwork. So I knew that no one would listen to me if I just called myself by my first name and been like, "Hey, I'm young and want to talk about football." So I called myself the footwork guru. Oh, okay. Um, and then all of a sudden, I had these grown men reaching out to me for advice, and I was like, "I'm 19, but this is okay." Um, like it's it's kind of surreal when you have college kids. DMing you for advice when they're older than you but they think you're you're older than them just because you call yourself by a different title
0: right.
1: um, so I kind of kept it around to kind of poke fun at myself a little bit and then now that I'm doing mo- now that I'm doing more, like I talk about more than just quarterback play um, and I'll talk about remind me to talk about that a little bit later
2: um, okay
1: you know I talk a lot I talk a lot about just kind of like general football structure um you'll see me because I also coach lacrosse I played college lacrosse like you'll see me like throw a lacrosse tweet in there that's why I just go and I I know I'm kind of recognizable enough now and that's not out of arrogance it's just that I know I'm like well connected enough that I don't need to call myself other anything other than like my name um so yeah that's that's uh that's me um you know, I've Twitter is Twitter's honestly probably a bigger part of my life than it should, but that's okay. Um, I've met a lot of friends. Uh, I've been, met a lot of good people. I think football Twitter is basically the utopia that um, every political idealist dreams about, where people just freely exchange... Uh, goods and services, and without any hesitation. Um, so yeah, I've just I've been blessed. Um, I honestly I used to use my personal Twitter a lot more, and now I really just use it for sports, and that's okay because I just feel better throughout my day just talking
0: to coaches all the time. Yeah, it's Twitter. Man, Twitter is just like it's changed the game for me as a coach because. The the amount of knowledge at your fingertips is just amazing. I mean, literally, like at your thumbs, you can message people, and most people are cool enough to get back to you and answer your questions and hop on the phone with you or send you film. I mean, it's it's just blown up my football knowledge. I know that, like, it's just allowed me to expand. And what are your? I mean, you just you gave an excellent, just gave an excellent point on that. Like, what, like, where do you see Twitter? Going in the future, because I think there's more to this as we continue to use it.
1: So it's, it's hard to say because it's now. If for any of you who remember, Coach Huey, Coach Huey was fascinating, and were you on ever, were you ever on the Coach Huey forum? Coach? Coach,
0: I still am. I'm still there, baby. Oh
1: yeah. I see. I just miss how um, hectic it, hectic it was, and how much traffic. The because I will say before I was on Twitter, I was on Huey and that was in like my computer class, my senior year of high school. Right. So I was just, you know, I found spread offense.com this is back, this is the fall of 2010. Right. So I, you know, there and then here and then, okay, you know, then I'm reading smart yes, yes. was Yes. Yes. Blogspot. Um, so it's hard to say, um, there's probably – I was talking with Brady Walls the other night. Um, it's – the the best part about all of this stuff, the best part about all of these things is that it's changing the marketplace in terms of exchange of goods and services in terms of knowledge. Right. Because um, coaches are some of the most professionally – professional growth-driven people I know, and how many $40, you know, chunks at a time did we waste on DVDs that gave us, like, 30 seconds of stuff
0: that we actually use? Um, (laughs) Oh, gosh, yeah. We
1: don't do that because now now we just, like, literally slide in someone's DMs and say, hey, man, how do you fit this? Or, like, how do you fix zone out of whatever this or like you know now we're talking belly keys and a whole bunch of different things so I don't know it's just uh, it's, it's a tricky I don't know what the next iteration will be because um, the beauty of it will be that it's so open yeah Um, The beauty of it is that literally you can just follow a hashtag like hog football chat and then all of a sudden you're talking with her hand and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is unreal. But at the same time, I don't know. I think it just sparks a lot of conversations like I had like Coach Slade Calhoun does fantastic stuff. Coach Slade and I had never met in person. He stayed at my uh, apartment a couple weeks ago to go to the Western Football Clinic put on by Will Thompson and the FSK guys over in Union Bridge, Maryland. Like, that's what football Twitter is. Like, it's literally, we had never met, but we're sitting here in my living room talking about, you know, run fits and, you know, three Mabel, even though we had never met, but we knew what we were to expect. I don't know what the next iteration will be. Um, I think... The tricky part is, Coach, and I was talking, as I said, I was talking with Brady about this the other night, is the marketplace off of it, if that makes sense. Because eventually it'll be a little saturated. And that's okay. um, Because it'll, we'll trim the fat and then we'll start looking at price points and then et cetera. So, because then it's, you know, for instance, how many different air raid programs are there right now
0: oh, How many oh gee Liz, yeah like, it, if I want to learn the air raid either I can try to learn it for free
1: or spend like four different tiers of money on it right so that's the kind of thing that we're going to have to keep in mind of but it's still better than us going to a clinic or us buying a DVD and then learning literally 30 seconds out of a 45 minute 40 dollar dvd. So I'll, I you know I made a joke when I was on RCP that the best thing in the world is that we've defeated the dvd cartel because it's <laughs> now we get all the information for free and we're connected with coaches all all across the country. So that's that's generally my kind of stance. I you know there's a, there's a lot to that and at the same time there's um, there's a lot of kind of factors that go into the beauty of football Twitter in that you have to be approachable, you have to be able to communicate your stuff quickly and you have to know what you're talking about and it's not to say you're not it's not to say that we're going to like throw you like for us to be continually kind of being with you um, it's not going to be Vicious, but there's 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 eventually going to be some disagreement. Sure. But you also got to know that we look at a lot of high school coaches now across the country in very different ways because of the content they put out for free. Like that's that's yeah. a, that's a that's a very much a reality. Um, so it, you might not kind of monetize the content in this stage, but maybe that leads you to getting on the Glacier circuit or, you know, getting on some sort of other opportunity that you wouldn't naturally have, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I don't have any problem with people trying to, you know, supplement their income. I had Coach Kenny Simpson on the podcast on... What a dude, what Jan- a dude. ...January 28th, um... Free plug for his website, www.fbcoachsimpson.com. But, like, I have no issue with that. But what I have an issue with is, it doesn't have to do with money. It's people on Twitter, like, let's say they're they're an air raid guy or whatever. Because that's, to, like, yeah. there's a million people on Twitter that are air raids. Um, yeah. You know, not a million, but, you know, a lot. So, yeah, like, People looking down at somebody else because they don't run their system, and then trying to, like, like throw them under the bus. And you're like, well, hold on now. Like, people want a heck of a lot of games running the I or the wing T or you know the West Coast offense, like we'll talk about here in a little bit. Like, it just like people get real bold behind their their screens. You know what I mean? Like, what's like, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I see generally like drives me nuts about like a certain couple offensive enclaves and I don't mean enclaves because that usually means single wing guys and I'm not talking about single wing guys. Right. Um it's tough because so I am
2: I guess I would say like I'm an offensive pluralist. (laughs) Sure, sure.
1: In that like if we look at if we look at defense to other stuff I'll talk about later. If we look at defense, all of defense is about taking space. All of offense is about making space. So when we talk, say, the typical civil war that happens, air raid versus wing T, well, who knows if I have the right guys to make space in an air raid system? And who knows if I have the right guys to make space in a wing T system, and I so that's that's the way I go back and forth. Like, if you look at all of defense, like m- my thoughts on defense is it really comes down to what you can play from depth. Like, I can't run quarters if I don't have two safeties that run alleys. You know what I mean? Like, I can't like it, my ability to to play wing uh, play air raid are wildly different if I don't have the offensive line to vertical set. And I know someone's going to say, no, it's actually not like that anymore, but it's real, it's a lot easier to run mesh if I can protect it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, there, there's always, and that's the beauty of football, that there's always going to be a pro and a con to everything we do, and we just have to just settle with it. Like that's that's one of the reasons why, Coach. And I say this on every every like talk I'm on. If you were, if if I were to say to you, Coach, you're guaranteed ten yards for whatever you call next, no matter what. Okay, no matter the personnel, no matter what, you're guaranteed ten yards. What would you run? The next play call.
0: Would I run? Yeah. Uh, we go run power or counter, probably. Power or counter. Because, okay, so then on defense, what
1: would you run if you're guaranteed a, uh, a gain for one yard on first and ten? On defense,
0: yeah, I mean we're going to base out of some sort of odd front, probably fifty front, and play cover zero, cover one, depending on the formation.
1: So basically, what I get at coach is we all run what we find aesthetically pleasing, like your your eyes change once you see a pulling card and that's okay like on front like if okay you're gonna plug d-gap you're pro- you know you're probably gonna have someone scrape over the top you're gonna have a bunch of numbers in the box boom that's what you like and that's fine so that's generally how i approach all those disagreements um it's, it's i i get sick of the arguments at times but i also know that the arguments on football Twitter or football coaches world, like nationally are much smaller than they are in every other form of life. <laughs> you know?
0: Right, yeah. So
1: that's, that's my approach.
0: I mean, like what's cool about this day and age, though, is that you know, if, you wanna, if I want to learn, you want to learn about something. I was actually talking to Bobby Ramsey about this on the podcast a couple days ago. Like, now it's so much easier than, like, you were talking about the DVD cartel, which is, I mean, those DVDs, man, like, they charge you whatever, 25, 30 bucks for them. They talk for the first hour about, like, program philosophy and, you know, how they identify formations, and then they spend 10 minutes on like, defending, like, one formation. You're, like, if like you're watching defensive one. Or offense, it's yep. it's just, like, their highlight clips. Like, I don't need to see that. Like, what do you yeah. do when people do stuff to give you problems? And, you know, this day and age, we have so much access to so much stuff. It's an, It's incredible. And it can be overwhelming. So, like, my next question to you is, like, how do you s- – and you talked about like what is your eye like, and that's awesome. That's that like that really struck me. Like, but how do, like, what's another way we can sort through all this information to find out, like, for us as coaches, like, what works for me and what's too much and what's not enough? Because I think that's a that's a fine line.
1: Um, see, that's where my West Coast stuff. Are you saying like generally like offensive? Yeah. Build? Sure. Okay, so that is where my West Coast stuff pollutes my thinking, if you will. Okay. Um, Because my... Okay, so generally, I think there's... There's two larger schools of thought between... There's two larger schools of thought between, like, offense. There is the long play call, and then there's the short play call group. And I always dramatize, like... My stance, just to kind of troll the like the one-word tempo guys, because <laughs> you know, like I, I I was making a joke to an air raid guy that if the quarterback doesn't have to take a breath mid mid play call, it's not long enough. Um, and that's a total joke, but like here here's my thing: most of us teach, okay? So because of that, we know the short. Attention spans and recall abilities of our kids. Right. So, because of that, and I've said this on Coach Mackey's podcast, I think I said this on RTP too, that because of that, you know, like, can we, do we ever give out a worksheet that just says, do this? No, we say like the entire directions and then we read the directions to the kid and then we remind them of the directions, like, Middle of the activity, and then when we go over it, we go over the directions again. Right. And if the kid's confused, we ask them, Did you do the directions? I think that same way on Friday night because generally it's going to be the same kid who's going to be confused in, you know, third period Algebra 2 as he will be on, you know, whether or not we're running Mesh or Snag or Scat or Four birds. Right. So. My thought is like, I don't. If I can't trust the kid to, you know, write his name on his quiz, how am I gonna write? How am I going to trust him if I'm like, run, run seven or run like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that teams should. I'm more focused on developing. Like, okay, here's here's a good example lacrosse season this year okay um it's my first year as a, as a head coach i've been the the offensive assistant for the last two years for my department chair he had a kid um he well he had a baby recently so he stepped down um so i took it over so what i did was rather than deciding what we were going to run especially on defense which i wasn't going to coach i was still going to coach the offense i just defined everything possible so, okay. and I told, I told the guys that I hired to run my defense, I was like, listen guys, I'm giving you a buffet, you tell me what you're cooking, but it's all going to be my terms, and it was a very kind of like TCU style approach to defense in lacrosse, like, okay, this is a word for this, and it makes kind of logical sense because... You know, if we're going adjacent, it's gonna be AJ. If it you know so there's a lot of those little things and I think that's generally the most educationally instructionally sound approach to how teenagers learn. So with that being said, I think that your offense should be bigger than you expect and then you just stick with what works. But it's I think it's hard when you're like, Okay, we're gonna run this many plays and we're going to be great at them I don't know I just go back and forth because at the same time when the air rate guys are saying that all of those plays like take for instance mesh or take for instance like four verts or really any of the staples any play with a crosser that can find grass is actually two or three plays in one yeah that's true you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's go- they're running so many conflict routes that no matter what coverage, it, there's going to be a conflict. And at the same time, it's a completely different play whether or not you sit in, whether or not you find grasp, or whether or not you don't. Right. And sometimes I feel like we establish this, like, we established this line of thinking where it says, okay, we're going to take a couple plays and we're going to get really good at them. Well, if you went to a restaurant and you're like, Hey, what do you have to eat? And we're like, they're like salad. They're like, what else? And you're, they're like PB and J. You're like, what else? And they're like, that's it. We're just really good at those two things. And you're like, yeah, but you being a really good steakhouse is more versatile than you being really good at PB and J. So sometimes I feel like we don't pay enough attention to the instruction side of things. That's been my real big thing this offseason. Think about the instruction, think about the logic behind everything. Right. Think about we can stop it. Because if I coach if I had to run with an offense tomorrow my playbook would be huge, but it would be really easy to learn, like because everyone, no matter what's going to have to pay attention to one word of the play call. And right. Then it's like, oh, okay, we're going to do that. Right. Okay, we're going to do this. Like, rather than just saying, "Okay, run Texas," it would be like, "Okay, we're either going to run GT counter or GY counter." Right. So that's that's my approach. I guess I, we can't forget that we're dealing with. Scatter brains, 15, 16, 17, old, 18 year olds.
0: Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny you say that. We last year went to like a wristband. So yeah. I'd give them like a number, a formation, and a number. And then like they could read the play and it was fairly descriptive, you know. So yeah. like we're running 28 jet. Okay. So like our left slot was the two, eight holes to the right. You're running the jet play, you know. Um, and then we would also, like I'd type on there, like counter for us is GT. Like if they just see counter, both guard and tackle are going. If they see GF counter, that means the tackle scoop hinges, the F wraps instead of the tackle. Yep. Um, and that was helpful because you can, like when they read the band and we talk about, you know, we're going through plays in practice, I, I don't tell them the play, I tell them the number. Yep. So, like, they're going through the band the whole week, so they, you know, kind of memorize where stuff is. They know what play's being ran. But, like, and one of the things I I don't like about the one-word stuff is if somebody, like, during a game, the other team gets what term you're using, like, like, they know all your freaking – they know everything you're running. Like, they know every time you're inside zone. If inside zone's, you know, like Atlanta – yeah. Well, they're going to figure that out like in the first series that they're smart. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I know I know you're running inside zone because that's the code word. So, like, so how do you get it in? Do you wristband? Do you huddle? Like, how do you, do you do signals? Like, how do you how do you get your plays in?
1: So, um, I'm actually recently been named the JV head coach. Okay. Um, which is, a, which is a huge blessing on my end. Um, in the past, we did Wristbands and signals. I was just—I was just the quarterback coach last year. Okay. Uh, my favorite system was the system we used at our old school, where we did position, position-specific wristbands. Okay. So basically, the head coach had a master file, which was sweet. He had a master file of what it would kick out to all of the other wristbands and then so say like you so what he would put on his like play sheet would say you know strong base um, short sweep or strong strong base long sweep right Um, and then what the um, the back what the quarterback would get would be the exact same thing what the back would get would be strong sweep Um, what the line would get would be you know, short sweep. Um, so then it would be all broken down into like bite sized chunks. Right. So then you look down and you, like your linemen don't need to know your formations. They right. just need to know like who's pulling or right. who's not pulling or right. what the protection is. Um, so just those kind of things that I think help a whole lot. Um, and for, for instance, like there were three different ways to call, About two or three different ways to call each formation. Right. Uh, So that it would be, you know, like everything was either a bear or a color. So it would be like polar, silver, um, 14. Or, you know, polar, silver, whatever. Um, That I think is, I don't want to say the easiest, I think it's the most transition, easily applicable. Um, because I think we, one of my big kind of uh, soapboxes that I that I tend to stand on is that these kids are often smarter than we think. Sure. But we don't give us put enough pressure on ourselves as coaches to be like, okay, how good I, how good am I at teaching this stuff? Right. How good am I at instructing football? Right. Um, because that's the tricky part, and I think. Sometimes those, those one-word things, people end up doing well with them because you just have better kids. Because like there, there are a lot of people out there who think they're really good coaches just
0: because they have consistently better kids. But that's okay. Coach, You, we okay. could go for a week on that. I mean, like, the guy who at the clinic talk or the, the Twitter video or the, the, the video set they're selling – Showing their Division One athlete catching like twenty-five vertical balls oh and talking gosh. about their system. I'm like, well, frick, that dude is your system. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and going and going back to quarterback stuff, I always say like, I don't trust a kid's quarterback video or quarterback's highlight video if he's only throwing to his primary read.
2: Ah, uh, okay.
1: Okay. Here, here's he, he, you want you want to know a cool thought experiment, Coach. What's that? Go Do, back and watch David Sills' high school highlight tape. Okay. He only throws through his primary read.
0: Huh. That's interesting.
1: Like that's. Like that's completely different. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. If you're having to throw your primary, to your primary read, I know that your team is just better across the board.
0: Right, yeah. Or your offense is built to where, like you, like you're going to get the ball to him, like on that play. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Like, either, neither one, it just right. gives me less trust that right. the quarterback has to do a lot of things uncomfortably. Like okay,
2: right? They they took away the deep shot. Let me work this check down in between the Sam and the Mike back. <coughs> like let
1: me throw away from the nickel Sam's leverage and do this now. So, like, don't get me wrong. If you know if you're able to do it for a game, that's one thing. But if you're if your four and a half minute highlight video is just you throwing three step fade, right what do I know about your ability to read a defense like yeah, if, for sure. if your kid just beats press coverage every single time then you don't have to make that decision that's just like oh wait a minute this is this is what actually making a read looks like
0: sure and that <clears throat> you know that comes down to a lot of things too in my mind like I think about protection like how good is your protection uh, you know and this is actually this is one of the questions I wanted to really get into with you was i'm in my mind this off season going through like gun versus center under center and then thinking in terms of play action um, okay. not something i've done a lot in the past i'm doing a lot of research on it talk to me about like play action like how do you like to do it and like what what's the best way to do it
1: okay so Here's my thought. Always always try to think of installing what's most time intensive, at least for quarterback stuff, first. Okay. Okay. Because that's what like I would I will always install under center mechanics first. Because to install gun from under center is 30 seconds to install under center from gun is like three days. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. And everything, because it's really one of my gripes with all of the, uh, the gun stuff is it's really easy for a kid to be really lazy in gun. It's not, it's so much harder for him to do that and everything will get easier. Everything will get easier. if. You teach under center first in terms of footwork, um, weight transfer mechanics, etc. You're like if
2: because right. if, if you
1: if the only shot you practice taking in basketball is a free throw, you're going to get a lot of shots blocked because you've never
2: left your feet. You know what I mean? Sure. So
1: I always like always always okay day one of whenever I'm working with a quarterback, always go under center first even if you're in gun a whole lot because goal line, we've all seen that kid fumble a snap, play action wise, it will also get a kid to understand what a running back sorry, what a linebacker or safety is triggering on. Sure. Because if they understand that, if they're understanding like manipulation and like changing those things, that will do Wonders for your quarterback just understanding the game too. Right. So I, I'll I'll always go, I'll always go under center first. And the other thing is, going back to like play call structures. Then you again, this is because I grew up West Coast, but I I'm thinking like simplicity simplicity and in, and instruction wise, I always think that it's easier if there's no tag for your formation that it's under center.
2: Uh, okay there's
1: a gun tag because right now in today's day and age is you know mid-2000s everyone was under center and then all of a sudden West Virginia and Northwestern and Rich rod and you know a couple other people came around and said oh my gosh this is this is shotgun this is gonna change the world and we've we've all I think some of us have bought into it too much um, that we don't see it we see it as the basis now rather than the addition right uh, because i know in the past at the school on that now we were having some tr- some kind of trouble like well should we add under center as the tag should it be like well, how should it be and my thought is always if there's no tag it's under center if there's a gun tag it's
2: it's 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 a gun if it's pistol, it's pistol. You know what I mean? Sure. So, that's my thought. Um,
1: then, you know, then just kind of understanding, okay, I'm going to work on turning my back, activating my feet, just being clear about those things in terms of making sure those linebackers trigger on what they need to trigger on for my play-action game to work. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's generally my thought.
0: Yeah, I mean... Like, I think it, like, spread is great. And we, I've been spread, like, as a defensive coordinator, I coordinated under guys who were spread. And then as a head coach, we've been spread. And then last year, I called the place for the first time. And we were spread. But it's because our personnel was all, like, we had linemen or skill kids. And that's that's changing going forward. And our best personnel grouping next year is going to be 21 personnel. So, Okay. You know, trying to figure out and we have a quarterback that can run, so you want to use that ability too. So like what are, what are your thoughts on twenty one personnel? What are your thoughts on your quarterback's a good ball carrier? I mean, he rushed for almost a thousand yards last year. Like what are your what are your thoughts on using like twenty one personnel and a quarterback that is somewhat mobile?
1: Oh, I, I love it. Because so I we you can always tell a, Okay. my stance is always that you can tell a lot about a coach by what is the what their diagrams look like like their hand-drawn diagrams look like um you can also and i also tell my quarterbacks that too if you're uncomfortable drawing a diagram you're not drawing enough diagrams like right. you're not being like okay this is this is cover three this is cover four like if you're Ovals look bad, you're not putting in enough time. Secondly, you can also understand a lot about an, about a coach by what is the first formation they're looking to defend or play out of. Right. I, I think 21 is underrated for sure, especially in a time when it kind of gets forgotten. Because I think, well, first and foremost, there's a lot of gaps you have to cover. Right. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do it's just tough to find a a school that can consistently have a tight end and a fullback right. and a running back right that like that that kid is a lot of teams guards now or there's just one of them so they go 11 um and they're re- recruiting a bu- you know a bunch of Basketball, lacrosse players, baseball players to play, slot receiver, and X receiver.
2: Right. Um,
1: so, I love 21. Um, I just think that the tricky thing, and it's, it's really not that tricky, I think the thing to do well in 21 with an added running, with the added threat of quarterback run is you'll have to be aggressive about where you're putting um, those backs in terms of their relationship to the quarterback like i would go i would go and watch all the stuff that uh william and mary did and howard did with coach marion i think yeah. that could I, I think that could marry up pretty well with it um, he's a good dude i bet if you try to reach out to him he'll help you out but yeah i think i think 21 and 20 and a bunch of two-back stuff is great um you just have to make sure your backs can get downhill quick enough to still be threats. Right. On their
0: own. Sure. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean yeah. <clears throat> like we've hit on this in high school. I mean I, I I love systems. I think you need a system of like belief. Like what are what are plays you like, what are formations, personnel you know, personnel groupings to some degree, but we're all at the mercy of who is in the hallway. And yes. and some years that like our personnel from last year to this to this next year is like apples to oranges. I mean it is completely different besides the quarterback. And yep. like you were talking about as a coach, like you can't just say, well, I'm just gonna run this personnel grouping or these plays and these kids just have to get used to it. Well how good of a coach are you then you know like so it's like you as a coach like how do you like do you build it by year like you were talking about the buffet like do you is that something you you really like to do like you're going to build it based on what does my team look like this year or is it more like I have this kind of set system
1: uh, I like the buffet hey, To be honest, like I would rather have a definition for everything possible, okay. a call for everything possible, and then be like, okay, because that that way, coach, you're you're still going to be consistent to yourself, if you will. Right. Like as I was saying earlier, if I, if you held a gun to my head and said you have to run the air raid, or like you have to run air raid style plays, I would I would run them, no question. I would just run them with, like, West Coast, West Coast verbiage because right. I think you can install them faster. Right. So rather than you'll be like, okay, you memorize 92, let me call, you know, let me just literally just call the, call the routes from wide side to short side on every play and then go from there. Right. Um, and then, you know – if I need to add like a navigation like uh, like Dan Gonzalez's navigation tag stuff, um, if I need to add that for my younger quarterbacks, I'll do that. But that way I can do a lot of stuff, but still I'm still I'm still the same program, if you will. Sure. Like I'm still not be like you know what guys, I freaked out this offseason and I completely reinvented us. Right. No, I'm still gonna ro- just the I, I'm still gonna roll with the exact same. I'm still gonna roll with the exact same language. We might be "quote unquote" to use the buffet analogy, eating different foods. Right. But it's still gonna be. It's still gonna make the same sense. Right. Like, um, for a good example of what we were doing with lacrosse this year, um, you know, all of my, all of my uh. Bu- 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 a lot of my defensive terms started with T my offensive, my offensive formations all at the same rule structure with every formation possible. They're all explainable with shapes. And, you know, there's, there's so many things that no matter what somebody, somebody could tell me coach be like, Hey, you guys need to do this. I'm like, yeah, we already have that defined. I think that's what more coaches should work on. Right. It's just to find everything for yourself and that way even when a new idea comes around, you're like, okay, we're gonna call that this. Right. It's not gonna be brand new. It's easily it's easy easily taught because we can relate it back to something else. Right. And we can go from there.
0: Sure. Coach, that's awesome. Um we could go for hours. Uh jeez, this is great. (laughs) You really kinda how I wanna land this thing is I was looking on your on your Twitter. Your Twitter page, and yep. the first thing that it comes up, it says "Chief of Sinners," and yep. um, you know, as we land the plane, Coach, talk about that a little bit, because I'm, I'm I'm with you there, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I, I'm with you. Like, the Lord is good. I mean, He has given us football, so if, of course He's good, right? You know? Um, yeah. But you know, talk about that a little bit. Um, how that how that influences your coaching philosophy?
1: Well. You know, that, that's a really good point, Coach, um, and I uh, thank you for asking for it. Um, generally, my faith, I just, I, I start that off because I want, I, I, I started with cheapest of Sinners because I really wanted to ch- ch- play that, show my card first, um, you know, before games, I always try to pray, like, you know, Lord, let me glorify you and you alone in this coaching, rather than me. Um, you know, I could, I could probably do a lot of things as a coach, but if it's if it's not for that reason, if it's not for my chief end as a human, um, it, it's really all for naught. Um, I've met a lot of great people. I've met a lot of great believers. Um, you know, through through football, I've, I've seen a lot of genuine faith in football, and I think that's the the beauty of it. Um, and I just want people to know that I'm very aware of my own, uh, you know, knowledge of my own sin. Um, I always got to work on that, um, and you know, I am, you know, just as Paul says, um, I, Christ came to save sinners of whom I am the worst, right. um, or of whom I am the chief um I think that's that thing that's a really important um, knowledge for us all um, and you know to, to kind of wrap it up I always used to joke that'm I'm, I'm thankful for the the Lord's sovereignty especially that he so sovereignly blessed the New England Patriots with so many Super Bowl rings um so yeah that's that's my, my that's my thought um, that I always should should be glorifying my creator um, in, in tweeting in in coaching Um Sometimes I lose my head. I get a little too intense, but that's a good reminder for who I'm actually serving and uh, the little things.
0: Yeah, coach. <laughs> So That's – yeah, I mean, I, without the Lord, man, I don't know where I'd be, and I know that's the main reason I coach for sure. So we're – man, it's like two kindred spirits talking, Coach. This is this is awesome. Um, yeah, man. Well, shoot. Thanks for thanks for coming on, Coach, and uh, man, we have, we have to do this again. This is this has been awesome. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. especially with
1: coronation, with how how uncertain it is, um, yeah. Let me know if you need anything, or you just call me if you want to talk talk ball too.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely probably going to after we end the podcast ask you um some more stuff about West Coast because I'm definitely definitely interested. So. Okay, We'll do that. Well, listeners, thank you for listening, and I will get this up here shortly.